Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit. Damn, that intro is straight fire. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode, Cause and the Effect. I am your host, Scott Cazzoli. As always, thank you so much for allowing me to share and, you know, just bullshit with you for a little bit here. We're going to do a little solo dolo action. It's been a minute, and uh, I thought I'd talk directly to you guys. I do enjoy these just as much as um, talking with my friends, but things have been a little chaotic. I think you guys, if you've been listening... Uh, it's been a wacky, little anxious life the last couple months. Uh, just kind of integrating back into the normalcy, going back into the office, blah, 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 blah. Things have been crazy. And, um, you know, I've been really leaning back on on just knowledge, really. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about what I've been studying and what I've been going through, uh, myths, m- mythology, whatever you kind of want to talk about. It's something that I kind of found, I would say found solstice in it. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to, to attack this. So we're just going to kind of, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about with, with what myths are. We'll talk um, from a psychological standpoint is where uh, I want to really attack it from um, and figure out, you know, why are they so important? This is something I keep, I always had this feeling, right, of, um, and before we get into it, everybody just, you know, like, subscribe, whatever you got to do to tell your friends, if you could, do me a favor, just do that, tell one person about it, um, it'll mean a big deal for me, um, and shout out to all the people I didn't even know listen to this, it's so weird, getting a little bigger and bigger, um, I'll try to be as authentic as possible, but you do think about it a little bit as you go, it's all good, um, back to the myths, so what are myths, right, myths are stories based on tradition, right, some uh, could have factual origins, but um, others are completely fictional, right? But the, the the purpose of a myth, why they're so everlasting, right? And I, I kept finding, every time I hear a myth or I hear something, um, you know, I've been reading a lot of Joseph Campbell, Jordan Peterson, Freud, all this, you know, you, you name it. Um, the things that they're saying, they, they're, they're talking about things that are existential within us, right? They're, they're profound. Um, they're more than just mere stories, right? They're almost like sacred tales that explain your experience, and, you know, I, I tried to, how, how would you, uh, I, I would, you know, it's, it's connected a lot to this archetypical, uh, archetypical thinking, right, so how would I describe this, there's your thinking, right, your thoughts, and what we're talking about, all this stuff, then there's a, a structure underneath your thinking, right, that, that we're unaware of, it's, it's, it's unconscious, and what I've seen myself go through is once you become aware of these underlying structures that are communicated to you through archetypical thinking, through myths, it actually helps you change, right? This is, um, it's your conscious self-knowledge aligning with who you deeply are, right? And, uh, you know, myths are descriptive of our personal and our society, unconscious processes that we've all built. And I do think there's a lot of unconsciousness going on in today's world. You know, we all, we all discuss this kind of, this longing of, of change happening and something going on. But I do think it is a link between 
our inner and outer world. It's an easier way to connect. And that's why when you when you hear something, it's almost like you already knew it, right? That's, that's the most interesting thing for me. So, um, you know, the psyche mediates your perception of the world and the, the myth is able to kind of innerly, inwardly chronicle who we are. And I do think there's eternal, call them uh, eternal, eternal knowledge that we can't understand through just simply cursive, through even explaining it. You have to, they're best understood through stories, right? Um, these are unseen influences that I think kind of shaped um, many different pieces of life and uh, they deeply shaped me. And these, you know, I, I'm finding myself uh, really digging deep into, you know, we, know, we all know, um, you know, the Greek mythology is where it's kind of started. There was Oedipus, that's the big one, the Odysseus, um, Trojan war horses, that whole, all these stories, right? Then there's more modern ones, Cinderella, um, even Icarus was one. But then, you know, I find myself, I wanted to really understand why I was so digging into um, comic books and uh, into, you know, the Marvel Universe and, you know, these today, today's fantasy fiction is rich in uh, mythology, right? Like if you look at um, Harry Potter, you look at Tolkien, um, they're loaded with characters that are rooted in Greek and um, Roman mythology. And I, I would even say Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit has become looked at as an English modern um, mythology. And there's a lot of pieces of why it's interesting and um, you know, I think a couple of reasons why it is, is, uh, you know, it, it, every religion has a base, um, a foundation of mythology, right? Um, each, each, um, religion has the, the ancient and modern wisdom being told through the protagonist, the hero that goes through the struggles against the antagonist, the villain. And during that journey, you know, the hero learns important values and morals that are important and necessary to defeat the villain. You know, the Christian Bible has this. Um, the Odyssey by Homer, you know, we, we just mentioned that. Another one I was reading the other day, St. George and the Dragon. Excellent example, one of the, of the classics. George was a warrior who had to um, learn important virtues that were necessary to possess in order to defeat the dragon, which was, um, at that time, the uh, Christian personification of evil. Um, he met, you know, he has to marry Una, who's the personification of the, the Catholic Church. You know, dragons are are deep, um, you know, we all have these underlying fears of dragons because that is, you know, that is what fear, you know, the reptilian eyes and all that stuff that we could, you know, all kind of, go through deep here, but, um, you know, we could observe from a psychological point of view that there are three levels at which we can understand every myth, right? And I will do my best to talk you through this. Um, there's the, the primary or the formal level, right? That's the myth as the story, as you hear it. Um, this is the particular view of it. You know, this is the way that it's being portrayed. Then there is, the uh, the social historical the cultural level right the the myth as evidence let's say and then you can look at this more of a general way of um, of attacking it and then the third level uh, which is the social historical and cultural impact uh, that is the myth as a truth 
as a universal truth. I think that's the best way to describe the the uh, the lessons that you get from the myth, right? It's it's uh, you know seeing it as a a universal truth, right? Um, the subjects of of myths reflect the universal concerns that we as human beings uh, have throughout history, right? Birth, death, afterlife, the origin of us, where did we come from, good, evil, the nature of man itself, right? Why are we here? What are we doing? Um, You know, myth taps into uh, this universal narrative, right? That the wisdom of man, right? Uh, When the... The, uh, an excellent illustration of the university of these themes is that so many people who have had no contact with each other create myths that are so similar, right? We, we've, um, you know, the Middle East to South South America, each has a flood, right? It's not that, um, you know, each has virgin births, afterlife. Um, you know, even the other piece that I was looking at um, that was interesting is like, you know, not it's not a fairy tale. Right, they're they're not always optimistic. Right, they're true to the nature of life. This essence of myth is such that they are as often warnings as promises. Right, I say that, that that's really the truth of them is that they're saying, "Watch out here, learn from this." Um, more laments than celebrations, and laments. Lem- you know, I was watching. Uh, that reminds me of um, I was watching Loki. Big big fan. Love that, and uh, that's where he. Uh, you know, take Sylvie, Lamentis, and, you know, this is what kind of put me down this hole, was that the bad guy, the main big bad is uh, King the Conqueror, and this is, you know, uh, I was just going through, I was very deep into, like, why was I enjoying him so much, right? And it was because he was, he was the guide, right? He knew what happened before. He was, you know, the person who knows it all. That's kind of that, that God figure of the whole thing. So that's what, you know, uh, drove me down to um, to that, but let me bring it back to the three levels. Sorry, I went off on a tangent. You know, the the formal that that, that first level that's the primary formal as a story, right? The the narration in itself is important, right? The succession of events leads to the specific end, and you learn those stories throughout. And the those second and third levels, the cultural, the historical, the um, the myth as truth and evidence, those are much more valuable for psychology. And that's what I'm trying to talk about here. Um, you know, that you have to, there's an act of interpretation involved, right? It's the myth as, as, as a pure evidence, right? Um, the, the psychological truths, the ones that reveal something about the human being in itself, right, is, um, is an, is an absolutely, uh, beautiful, beautiful thing, and, and I would say if, if anybody, um, I was listening to, to Jordan Peterson, he was, he was saying, you know, people usually will delve into, um, the mythology and, uh, the deeper meaning of things as you get into your 40s, as you've kind of amassed all your mistakes, you've gone through your actions, but, um, you know, I'm happy I'm hitting it at 31, honestly. Um, you know, and these have been, uh, the myth and psychology, these two pieces have been, uh, theories of, you know, Freud, Carl Jung, they, they've, they basically monopolized this and, you know, study, just type in Jung or type in Freud and go, take, t- take your pick. This is kind of what I did to get this knowledge. You know, Freud analyzes myths throughout his writings, um, 
obviously an Oedipus, right? The story of Oedipus, Oedipus Rex. For Freud, the myth functions through its meaning, directly through its meaning. So, uh, you know, you present the story symbolically and, you know, I would say even even Jungians, right? Carl Jungians and um, like Freudians, they'll analyze all kinds of myths, not just the hero myths, but the other myths that have been for the evil, the creation myths, for example, symbolize the creation of consciousness out of the unconsciousness. And this is, you know, this comes back to, um, you know, I've been reading a lot of the Bible. I've been reading a lot of the Bhagavad Gita, the, the Hindu version of the Bible, let's say. Um, and those things just really seem to connect with me on this deeper meaning. So strongly suggest pick your poison here. You know, if, if you want to look at it from a comic book standpoint and, and try to deep down into it, um, it has given me some clarity on what's going on in my life and what, um, you know, what I need as the next steps when things are hard, you know, it's the, the hero's journey is my friend, uh, you know, shout out to Angelo there. And I would highly suggest, um, Joseph Campbell. I, I think he is a little, um, undervalued. He's one of the most modern, um, most modern authors on uh, myths and the history of spirituality, right? And uh, I'm in the process of reading his book, Hero with a Thousand Faces, and that came out in um, in the 1940s, I would say. And, um, you know, he basically, that, that was one of the first main pieces of his book. And um, the, you can just keep reading. I believe he died in the 1980s. So he, that that his theories popularized um, in a series of books and, and videos. I, I would call them. I'm more of an inspirational guy than a than a scholar. Let's say. Um, so he's definitely more inspirational than scholarly. Um, and I would definitely suggest uh, you know checking him out. But what could we you know belief right? We we, we inhabit this and. Uh, ubiquitous symbol of symbols, right? In, in which we're constantly challenged to find patterns to believe in, right? And um, a pragmatic approach to belief is particularly apt for these human sciences, right? Psychology, the study of its own nature. And I do think, you know, sometimes we, we get a little bit too science-driven, too data-driven, too... Um, even grounded in doubt in today's world, a lot of negativity, right? Um, and, you know, I, th I think belief being attained through the truths, but not, not just, not truths as we know it, truths as a solace of explanation, something that you deep down, um, you know, understand. Like, what makes an explanation satisfying, right? I, I think it's that, you know, That's tough, right? What makes what makes an explanation satisfying is one in which is embedded in the social system that you um, grew up in. So, for example, Hindu society, you know, there's a reinforcing relationship between the samsara, that's the cycle of existence, karma, caste, you know, whereby one's position in society is explained by one's past lives. And that's something that I probably, you know, I do have an issue with kind of grasping, Right. Um, because, you know, this is not how I was brought up. I was brought up private Catholic, right? But the, the capacity to have beliefs is part of the suite of these primate abilities that we were given as human beings to cooperate, collaborate, um, imagine, develop, right? An aesthetic sense that allows for this feeling, this, um, this awe, this transcendence, right? I'm going to try to say 
is the structures that make up our world, right? Our outer world, our social world, depend upon the adoption of these particular beliefs that enable basic understanding and practical use, right? And um, I feel that mythology is the the top level, the the creme de la creme that explains our world through symbols drawn from the lived reality of people that went through what we've gone through, feel how we feel, and are able, as an individual, to draw imagination. They're able to, to draw emotional investment. They're able to put everything in. So you could say to yourself, well, I'm not... Uh, I, I, I know that that is my truth. I know this is something deeper going on. That story of the, the hero's journey that's classic in every, you know, in everything that we've, you've heard me talk about it for freaking hours here. It's, um, it's beautiful, right? So, you know, I, I do think our beliefs uh, concerning the nature of our mind, of what's going on, um, they can't be affirmed by a, a higher authority, right? That that everybody seems to think, right? This is, um, you know, the elites, right? The ancient experience of um, of just creative inspiration, of of metaphysically transcending yourself, anything you want to talk about, whatever. Um, those beliefs, right? You have to you have to jump into them, right? And I love that we have a sense of awe towards science, technology, but I do also think there should be an equal awe towards this contemporary psychology that resembles how people in the past held to their mythologies. And, you know, take your pick. I'll let you guys go out. I just want to bring this one to your attention. Um, had fun doing this. Uh, thank you guys so much, so much for your, for your time, for, um, you know, giving me um, a chance to, you know, let this grow, and, um, you know, this has been one of the bright, bright spots in a dark time for me, I really appreciate, uh, everybody just supporting all the people on Instagram, Facebook, all the emails, I really do appreciate it, thank you so much, uh, we're not going anywhere to keep growing, please tell one friend about it, tell two friends, I will take that, um, anything else you guys want me to cover, email me, want to talk, email me, causing the effect podcast at gmail.com, uh, thank you guys so much for your time, as always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.